재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. We now turn to Somalia. The uh, re- recent election of their new president Mohamed Abdullahi Abdullahi Farmajo uh, offers some hope to the people of this uh, war-torn country. It's been without a functioning government for years and uh, there is a cry for some kind of help with the problems of piracy uh, in the Horn of Africa to uh, help us find out more about the current situation uh, off the coast of Somalia and some of the other issues uh, regarding the country. We're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Bristol, uh, lecturer in law, Dr. Sophia Galani. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello to you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Galani. Uh, the uh, level of piracy in the Horn of Africa, has it intensified or subsided in recent years? Well, over the last years, we have seen a steady decline in pirate attacks in the Horn of Africa. Um, the official data released by the International Maritime Organization uh, shows that uh, we only had four attacks in 2014, no attacks in 2015, and I think there was only one reported attack in 2016. And that clearly shows that uh, piracy is not a big problem anymore. Uh, there has been a successful hijacking of the commercial vessel since 2012. But of course, we have to add here that there are still smaller attacks taking place in the Horn of Africa. Uh, for example, the United Nations Security uh, Secretary General uh, reported uh, in his latest uh, publication to Malia that there are still attacks against fishing boats and there are still fishermen held hostages. And this shows that uh, the problem remains. But of course, the attacks are of much smaller scale, and most of the scale, most of them were underreported, and therefore this is why we don't really I know what happens in the region anymore, because these attacks do not attract the international media attention anymore. Right. Uh, so it is trending in the right direction. Can we say then the, uh, the NATO-led uh, anti-piracy efforts uh, have been successful overall? And what do I mean by that? I mean that NATO was a crisis response. Uh, it, it looks like the uh, connection there is definitely not up to par. What we're going to do is try to uh, reestablish that uh, connection with uh, Dr. Sophia Galani. We've been talking about uh, the issues of piracy off the coast of Somalia, how uh, she's just mentioned uh, the incidents have gone down. Uh, there have been uh, worldwide uh, considered efforts on this, but uh, uh, as is the case with a lot of international issues, it ha- largely has been overshadowed uh, uh, by other uh, concerns or global hotspots around the world. And so it hasn't really received uh, the international attention that uh, perhaps it did uh, many years ago. Uh, when we talk about Somalia, and I know it's a cliche and people talk about failed states, uh, uh, one of the first uh, countries that do come to mind is indeed uh, Somalia. But uh, some optimism now, and I do think we have the uh, connection reestablished. Hello. Hi. Hi, uh, that sounds much better. Dr. Golani, thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, no problem. Can I get your thoughts on UNCLOS, the, uh, the uh, United Nations Conventions on the Law of the Sea? Uh, does it uh, provide a uh, very uh, unambiguous, clear framework in terms of liability when we talk about issues of piracy? 
Well, I guess when you say liability, you mean jurisdiction mm-hmm. in terms of whether states have the power to prosecute pirates. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. So, um, yes, I would say yes, because Article 105 of the Convention says very clearly that on the high seas, any state or every state may seize a pirate ship. Uh, and that means that every state has the power to prosecute pirates before their domestic courts. Uh, Article 105 of the Convention says that uh, piracy is subject to universal jurisdiction, something that we know because universal jurisdiction for piracy is customary international law. So even states who have not ratified the Convention, such as the United States, can still exercise universal jurisdiction over pirates. Now, in theory, this is ideal, so the framework is there and it's clear. The problems that we have, however, in practice is that states are simply not very keen to prosecute pirates. And we have seen in practice that states such as the United Kingdom, they don't really want to prosecute pirates and take the burden of transferring them to the UK and prosecuting them before the domestic courts. So as I said, in theory, the framework is there. The framework is very clear, but uh, the prosecutions under the uh, anti still remain problematic in practice. Uh, the, the questions of jurisdiction and uh, depending on the country, whether it is uh, the UK who might uh, deal with the questions of uh, sentencing or punishments uh, differently uh, than, uh, let's say, a Trump-led United States who happens to have a ship there and they, and they get captured, a pirate. It, do you feel it is important for some kind of multilateral framework to try and get at least uh, some level of um, unity in terms of the idea that there should be uh, fair trials and, and justice that is equally served uh, in these kind of cases? I think that this would be ideal because the problem that we currently have is that the different domestic legislation and the different legal procedures and the different punishments for piracy raise a serious uh, concerns about the protection of human rights uh, of pirates. Some countries, such as the Netherlands and Germany, for example, have more lenient punishments uh, for pirates than the U.S. And, of course, this becomes even more problematic if we bear in mind the problem of juvenile piracy. The majority of pirates are between the age of 14 and 16, and their prosecution, along with pirates over 18, is very alarming from a human rights perspective. So it would be hugely important for states to try to have a, a multilateral framework and try to be more consistent in the way that they, they prosecute pirates. However, I'm afraid that this is very hard to happen in practice for the reason that it's almost impossible to make all states incorporate and implement piracy provisions in their mm-hmm. domestic legal system in exactly the same way. Somalia's new president, Mohamed Abdullahi Mohamed, uh, coming into power. Uh, is this a positive development in terms of uh, the restoration of law and order within the country? Oh, I would say definitely yes. There is no doubt that the election of the new president holds hope for Somalia. And the reason is that the new president is very popular amongst the people. He has a, a very big mandate. It's the biggest mandate that we've seen since 1967. And for these reasons, he seems to be able to offer a tremendous opportunity to move Somalia towards stability and democracy and prosperity. Uh, and this, of course, gives us hope for the problem of Somali piracy as well. 
for the reason that we all have to remember that piracy is not a problem that we have at sea. Piracy is a problem on land. And the root causes of piracy are instability, poverty, and unemployment. It's all of these issues that make Somalis to turn to piracy. And I think that for all of these reasons, a new election should be welcome, and the new president gives hope that he will be able to deal with the problems on land and mostly with the problems of instability, lack of effective governance and unemployment. And this might help piracy and might uh, help us deal with the successful criminal business of piracy at sea. It is a complicated issue. It's not black and white. I remember seeing a documentary about how uh, these pirates are were at, at the center of economic activity on shore, uh, really bringing jobs and, and 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 money into the local economies during its very That's troubling right. period. Uh, but it, bottom line, what do you think should be done to build upon all the good work that's been done so far in terms of trying to curb piracy? I think it's what you have already mentioned right now, Henry. The problem is with the criminal uh, activities and the organized criminal groups. It's the organized criminal groups that uh, have uh, hired, in a sense, lots of Somalis uh, to uh, participate in piracy. And it is these organized criminal groups that have found ways to invest the money coming from ransoms and to buy new equipment to send more Somalis back to the sea to hijack vessels. So once we deal with these problems and once we're able to deal with the organized groups, then I think that this will be uh, the right um, way, that the right direction that we will have to take to ensure that large-scale piracy will not return in Somalia. We will leave it there. Dr. Golani, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was- thank you. That was Dr. Sophia Galani from the University of Bristol. We do apologize for the uh, earlier uh, connection problems we had uh, with the interview.